Okay, today I'll be explaining the poem Poetry by Marion Moore. Now this poem was actually first printed in 1919 and then in 1935 you have the 29th uh, line poem. Uh, this poem talks about the theme of writing and self-expression. It's filled with irony. Uh, the speaker is also a poet and she's speaking about poetry as such. Or, uh, she uh, prefers poems that are marked by innovation. So Marion Moore uh, is a, was a modern poet and critic and translator. Her poetry was praised because of its uh, the the modernistic features that were exhibited in her writing. Like, you know, if you go through the introduction of your text, you'll understand that her poetry is characterized by linguistic precision, acute observation, incisive description, and a blend of emotion and meditative analysis. Okay. Uh, she speaks about or she generally uses animals as her central image. But in this poem, we don't have, uh, we have a few references to animals. Uh, uh, being referred to but you know this poem is known for its uh, blunt statement and her uh, very uh, pointed definition of poetry as such we have a poem where she where a line in the line where she defines poetry or a poem as imaginary it's a poem or something a definition of poem as uh, a place where imaginary garden a poem as an imaginary garden with real toads in them so, uh, so what you understand is that most of her works have got allusions to other references or other poems and all. And um, poetry is one of her most well-known and most discussed poems. So the uh, first few lines um, we have, you know, I too dislike it. Then we have a colon. So the section that comes after the colon, that is, there are things that are important beyond all this fiddle. This part is an added comment, okay. This was not there in the first version. The first lines were like this. Uh, she states bland, bluntly about her disliking poetry. I too dislike it. Reading it, however, with a perfect contempt for it, one discovers that there is in it, after all, a place for the genuine. So, okay, so this is actually the irony. She starts off with the irony. I think there's an essay question also. Examine the use of irony in poetry. So irony means you, you say something, but you mean the otherwise. Look at what she starts about, uh, she's defining or she's uh, talking about, uh, she's providing a few statements about poetry as such. Okay, So she worked as a poet and uh, this poem, you know, it has undergone a lot of revisions. It was reduced to just the first three lines. The first three lines are the first three lines. Anyway, the revision has been disapproved by people. We won't go on to that kind of a digression. But uh, look at how she starts off. She states by bluntly referring to uh, poetry as something that she dislikes okay and she reads it however with a contempt for it even if she dislikes it she reads it and one discovers that there is in it that is there is in poetry something after all a place for the genuine so what does she expect from poems or what should poems have there must be something rare in them it should contain something there should be some genuine aspect in it there should be something uh, what do you say a deep feeling within it, uh, some kind of a, an originality should be there. Okay, so one of her uh, primary uh, intentions in uh, defining poetry is that poetry should be self-expressive and it should be, uh, you should, you should ex express it in a very uh, 
when he very novel manner okay not like the regular so called pattern so that is why marian moore is known for okay because her poems have been characterized by this kind of a, uh, a incisive description and uh, her um, a, her uh, what do you say modernistic um, the the vein of modernism is evident in her verse because you know it's now for her it's not the uh, it's not the line that is the basic unit of a poem for her stanza is uh, more important and much of her verse is syllabic so most of her poems you get a visual impact when you read her poems on page you can imagine the lines in your mind okay so see i go on to the poem again poetry i too dislike it there are things that are important beyond all this fiddle that's an added statement let's read from here i too dislike it reading it however with a perfect contempt for it one discovers that there is in it after all a place for the genuine so poetry uh, even though she dislikes it she is reading it because the each work has something genuine in it hands that can grasp eyes that can dilate hair that can rise if it must these things are important not because a high sounding interpretation can be put upon them but because they are useful okay so what does this imply what is the implication here hands that can grasp so a poem should be something that has a figurative meaning it should have it should be able to grasp or should give you a, an opening for imagination hands that can grasp eyes that can dilate you should be moved emotionally uh, mentally then hair that can rise the word should be or the words that have been used should be so powerful so power packed that you can rise it will rise the or raise the hair on your head that means you will be you will be prompted to action okay these things are important not because uh, not not because a high sounding interpretation can be put upon them okay so it's not just bombastic use of words that is being indicated over here what she's trying to say is that they should have the genuine power to motivate there should be something new in it can be put upon them but because they are useful and that should be meaningful when they become so derivative as to become unintelligible the same thing may be said for all of us that we do not admire what we cannot understand okay some people they try to make their poems or poetry bombastic by using high sounding words by going on to multiple layers of interpretations uh, references and cross references okay so what happens is that you are becoming all the more you are copying and you are uh, you are taking from picking and choosing from different writers what are you trying to prove you are trying to prove your learning you are trying to prove your capacity but what happens in the end what happens is that these series of uh, these series of uh, or these layers of meaning will only make the thing unintelligible to the ordinary person okay it becomes unintelligible and we do not admire what we cannot understand so basically a poem should be something that can be easily grasped by a person the bat holding on upside down or in quest of something to eat elephants pushing a wild horse taking a toll sorry taking a roll a tireless wolf under a tree the immovable critic twinkling his skin like a horse that feels a flea the baseball fan the statistician case after case could be cited did one wish it okay so we have a series of animal images coming over there you are imagining the bat holding on upside so we do not understand admire what we do not understand 
So here the bat holding on upside down or in quest of something to eat, elephants pushing, a wild horse taking a roll. Okay, these are all different animals or different species or these are the imaginations that or these are the uh, images that come to our mind when you read a poem. Okay, so what is it? You have different case after case could be cited. Did one wish it? Nor is it valid to discriminate against business documents and school books. Okay, that's actually a quotation from the diaries of Tolstoy. Poetry is worse. Prose is not worse. Okay, poetry is everything with the exception of business documents and school books means there should be an aesthetic element in poems. Okay, it should not be cold, it should not be distant, it should not be matter of fact, it should be uh, uh, imaginative, it should be original, it should, um, what do you say, widen our perspective, it should not be fake, okay, it should not just be a, a cluster of images. These are the things that she's trying to point out over here. All these phenomena are important, okay, it's good to digress, it's good to have a lot of imagination. It's, a good, it's good to have a reference to different images. All these phenomena are important. One must make a distinction, however, when dragged into prominence by half poets, the result is not poetry. Okay, so Dudo shouldn't write for the sake of writing. So what is she trying to tell over here? Okay, it should, you should be able to, the reader or the poet, whoever is writing should be able to distinguish between real poetry and faked or, uh, or what do you say, uh, created poetry okay so you should be you should not try to drag yourself you should not force yourself to come up with uh, what do you say images or, uh, or then comparisons or similes or bombastic language just for the sake of labeling yourself as a poet okay so that's the first part i'll move on to it in the next one 